Welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Crisis Podcast. Today, I've got an awesome chat for you. Ladies, this one is especially for your ears, but fellas, it's also important for you to have a listen to. Today, I chat with Heidi Liu, who is a designer and founder of Heidi Liu Designs. In this chat, we talk about her ambitious climb up the corporate ladder until the world began to crumble around her and her body began to shut down. Heidi was forced to start from scratch and began paying more attention to her health and her body. She now runs her business in a very intuitive way, basing her workload on her cycle. That's right, we're talking periods today. And honestly, it really shifted my perspective on the female body and how we need to honor it and work the way we were built. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. And if you love feminist art, then listen out to the end of the podcast because I've got a special something for you to check out with Heidi's latest art collection. Let's jump straight into episode 38 of the Millennial Crisis podcast, why you need to start listening to your body. Hi, Heidi. Thank you so much for joining me on the Millennial Crisis podcast today. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat and get into everything. I start off my podcast with the same three basic questions, but they've become a habit and I kind of love them. So they are, what is your name, age, and what would you say you do? Uh, My name is Heidi. I am 28 years old. I always have to think about that now. I feel like you get to a point where you're like 21. Yeah. (laughs) And what I do, I am a designer slash artist. um, And I guess that's a whole other topic in itself, like the the labels that um, and identities that come with that. But yeah, I I am a graphic designer. Um, I create brands for female founded businesses and I am an artist. So I'm all about women's empowerment. So everything that I do is about empowering women to feel comfortable in their own skin, to chase their own dreams and live life on their own terms. So whether that's creating um, brands for um visual brands for businesses that um, have that women empowerment message or if it's for creating artwork for the home for daily inspiration. Amazing that's really cool and I love hearing because I find a lot of the guests have trouble answering what do you do because I think today it's such a testament to us as a generation is that we can do so many things and we all have different kind of passions we like to dip our toes into. So um, I love the way you combined all of yours in such a beautiful package. And I, I'd really love to dive into it because I think for a lot of my listeners, the assumption is sometimes that just because we are in a path, like for example, your header to maybe, I don't know, someone who might be older school might be I'm a graphic designer because perhaps the other stuff might not they might not understand it as well but within that uh, graphic designer umbrella you're making such an impact and being such an advocate for so many other things but through your craft and through different avenues so how did that kind of journey begin where did it all start for you (laughs) 
big question. Yeah, so I I do touch on so many different aspects in my business because I'm passionate about so much and and women's empowerment encompasses so much too. But I think like anyone, our, our passions develop from our own experiences. And so a bit of a background about me, I was working in a corporate job. So after I left school, I thought we had to take the pathway of, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, having a successful career getting married, having the babies, all of that kind of stuff. Um, So I was in a long-term relationship with my partner, had a really successful job um, with the Queensland Police in public relations. Um, And I had a pretty big health diagnosis. So I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease over four years ago now. And not long after I found out that my fiance was having a six month affair. So my world pretty much crumbled around me. Yeah, like a series of events kind of happened and I really thought about what it was that I wanted out of life, had my own little millennial crisis. (laughs) And I decided to go back to study. Um, I wasn't sure what the intention would be yet at the end of it. I knew that I didn't want to stay at the police service. So I thought I'd go study graphic design to upskill myself, maybe like land an agency job or something like that. But when I started studying it, I I just fell in love with it and realized like I had always been creative, but I could I was never like I never saw myself as an artist or that I could draw or anything like that. But when I was studying at design college, I realized that I could actually draw quite well when it came to doing it on the computer. So when I graduated that course, I I fell ill and had to go into hospital. And I just really questioned about what it was that I was doing with my life. So I decided to leave my job at the police service and move back home with my family, really concentrate on my own health and prioritizing that first and decided to start my own business. And that's really just translated into like my own journey and the J word. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) But hopefully helping other women to realize that like you don't have to live a life that we've always told we should live like you can really think about it what it is that you want out of life and live it on your own terms yeah so that's like all in a nutshell but yeah no it's awesome and I'd love to unpack some of it a little bit because yeah I I remember when I was younger I would always listen to to podcasts and people's stories and I always found people's stories really fascinating and Mm. I remember there was always kind of a pattern in people who were successful or people who had really pivoted their lives. And it was this moment of tragedy or a real Mm. like a close call or moment of sickness or something like that. And I remember thinking when I, just before I'd started the millennial crisis that I needed, I almost needed that Mm. because a lot of the times we, we feel stuck in these lives, but we don't have a reason to leave or we feel as though we can't, we feel trapped, even though nothing's physically stopping us from, from doing it. Before we get into how you pivoted, do you think that if, if all of these things hadn't happened to you, you may have still been there or it may have taken shape in another way? Like what was, yeah. Yeah, what was the moment where it got you to kind of push, push away? Yeah, that's such an interesting question because I think, 
Something that I've developed a lot more now is listening to my intuition. And back then I probably wasn't. There were probably signs. Well, I probably knew deep down that I shouldn't have been in that relationship. I shouldn't have been in that job. Um, but all of these things happen because I wasn't listening to my intuition. So my body broke down. My relationship broke down. I was forced to, to take action. So I'm so grateful now for the way it played out and where it's led me to so I don't know I think if they didn't happen maybe eventually I would have like as I developed more as a person and honed my intuition more and understood myself more maybe I would have got there in the end I don't know but I yeah I'm always grateful for how things have played out and I'm such a big believer that everything happens for a reason Mm. so I'm very happy I'm not still stuck in that job in that relationship. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that you mentioned about intuition and and also I'm a huge believer as well that everything happens for a reason. And the reason I kind of bring that up is because this year has kind of been a, a big wake up call for, for a lot of people. And it's kind of been that disruption, even if people didn't have, you know, a forced kind of disruption like a lot of these these stories have. And so I think hearing this and if people are listening that 2020 can be that moment for them it can be that wake-up call and it can be like kind of your excuse or giving yourself permission to to do something or to take action if you're not happy in your life and I and I want to I want to talk about your development on how you started to grow this intuition and how you started to build this confidence in yourself so Mm. you've you've Uh, been diagnosed with Crohn's disease you're Mm -hmm. back home with your family you're focusing on your health what happens in in that period how do you start picking yourself up off the ground yeah so I think it kind of came about in a roundabout way when I was very first diagnosed with Crohn's disease um, like anyone with a chronic illness I was put onto a mental health plan by my GP So I started to see a psychologist and I did not get along with her at all. Like she was not a good fit for me. So I, it was, yeah, it's disappointing that it happens like that, but it kind of turns me off it a little bit. But then further down the track, when I became uh, more ill towards my time at the end of the police service, I ended up finding a psychologist who was a much better fit for me and she was amazing and I think probably a catalyst for a lot of my own kind of self-development journey. (laughs) She did a lot of techniques with me to become more self-aware and also realise like setting boundaries and realising that it's not always you, like it can be the other person and their issues, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I think I just, I became a little bit more interested in this kind of self-development world and also how the mind can have such an effect on the body. A lot of my like gut issues, I really think were coming from like that relationship breakdown or the, the issues that I was having in my corporate job. Um, And I just never dealt with them. They were just manifesting in my body because I wasn't processing them or allowing myself to feel them. So after I'd been seeing that psychologist for a while, I was still having all of these health issues, 
but my Crohn's disease was managed. Like I would go back to the doctor for all of my tests and everything was coming up fine, but I just kept getting bloated. I was having constant like diarrhea, constipation, just swinging between the two. I was always fatigued, which is like the key symptoms of Crohn's disease. So it just wasn't making sense why it was happening. I started to go the natural route, which I know is a bit woo-woo and um, a lot of people with chronic illness get so frustrated by people trying to suggest these things to them. So I would never try to force it on anyone else, but I was just at a point where I had tried everything medically and I'd put my full faith in my doctors, but nothing was working. So I decided to see a kinesiologist who does muscle testing to see basically where you're locking energy in your body. And um, it was a really interesting session. I was quite sceptical, but we went through basically like a life history for me. And he would test my muscles by pressing on like these pressure points. And if your body kind of has like a reaction to whatever he's saying, then the arm will just drop. So he would press on my arm and go through all of these different life points that had happened for me. And when he reached the ex-partner that had cheated on me, my arm just dropped. Like it was like, it's like it can't even hold itself because of like the energy that's associated with that yeah. event. He did like some clearing with me and, and helped me kind of process what had happened in that relationship and what I was still holding on from it and helped me to kind of clear it from being stored in my gut and literally walked away the next day totally fine. Um, Like after months of having issues, had been in hospital, like, yeah, it just went away completely. So from there, I think I just developed, okay, like there's something in this, there's something about listening to your body, being in tune with your body and processing your emotions and feelings instead of just shoving them down (laughs) like I always would so yeah I I really started exploring this more and um, learning more about working with my cycle about honoring my body about moving it in ways that are beneficial for me nourishing it and yeah really just getting the most out of it yeah it's so interesting and I want to get into how you run your business and how you work a lot around your cycle and stuff. But before we get there, I want to unpack a little bit about going to the kinesiologist and then kind of having this like, oh shit kind of moment, like what just happened? Because mm. I think, and and also earlier when you said like the word journey, we, we were mm. both kind of like, oh, like I hate using yeah. that word or <laughs> we refer to things as woo-woo and all of this stuff. And yeah, I am exactly the same. Like I even struggle sometimes saying personal development or personal yeah. growth because I feel like they have like it sounds quite wanky. Like you yeah, know, yeah. It, it has these negative connotations. But the more I talk about it and the more I dive deeper into it, it's just uh, it's it's the way our world is run and the way we've been brought up. That's really the stuff that is questionable. I think at times, like mm. the fact that. A lot of us can't even identify what emotions we have and that's why Mm. we don't know why we're doing xyz or we're feeling sick or ill in these ways and our body is trying to tell us these things and Mm. we don't know how to read them and 
I recently had someone on who is a Reiki practitioner and um, she also starting to learn more about breath work. And she was saying mm. how like something of perhaps would have, ta- would have taken her three to five years in talk therapy. Like, you know, you had been experienced, you had been going to therapy and talking through and working through some of those issues, something like a few breath work sessions was able to make her feel like she had released like a lot of that stuff that she would have unpacked in that time. Do you feel as though it was almost a form of release? Like I think that therapy is a really great tool and and I believe that everyone should, should go to discuss with like a third party and unpack their, their thoughts. But do you feel as though going to that kinesiologist and having that release like was that an added layer like what was that experience for you would you yeah the two at all it was such a massive release like I had a massive cry and a lot of realizations and I I do think like there are so many modalities out there and it can be quite confronting who someone for someone who might be looking for something to help whatever it is they're going through because you do just get so many different recommendations from people. Um, And I'm really conscious of whenever someone comes to me and says that they're having certain health issues and stuff, like I'm not like, you should go see a kinesiologist. Um, I think you really have to find what's going to work for you and, and feel into what's going to be the best thing. Like if you're just not feeling it, it's probably not going to be for you, but kind of just put the feelers out there and see what comes your way Mm -hmm. because yeah I think there are just so many different modalities like you mentioned Reiki and breath work and of course like therapy is is super important as well and yes I'm not going to like discount any of them I think they're all really great but I think you just have to find something that's going to work for you and and maybe it won't be that overnight fix like an Mm -hmm. instant release like I had maybe there will be more to unpack and ultimately I think we all have the power to heal ourselves as well like you don't necessarily have to rely on an external force or feel like you have to pay a lot of money to to work through something like even just as simple as checking in with your body like taking that time out and really feeling into where you might be holding or storing emotions and visualize yourself releasing that from your body as well I think that can be really beneficial to healing yourself, mm. which again, super weary. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I love it. Um, I, and I, and I, I really love that you said that, that every, like there is a right way for everyone. Like it mm. is an individual choice. And it's something that I stress a lot about the podcast is I love to get such a variety of different people on because it gives people ideas on what, kind of nuggets they can grab or the parts yeah. that they resonate with because we are all so different I had a friend that recently tried out it was a I think she called herself like a w- woman empowerment coach and she mm-hmm. had a session with her and it's it sounded to me it sounded like a therapy session but with like affirmations or things that yeah. perhaps a licensed therapist might not be able to do because they're just there to kind of listen as a third party or something and I remember like sitting there thinking and um you know hearing her say things and I was like they all just take different forms don't they it's like the same process of just understanding what's happening inside and what you're what's happening with your emotions and someone giving you permission to Mm. release that and feel that because we all feel as though 
we can't or you know sometimes Mm. we need permission to do these things so if people are listening and they're kind of thinking about you know people talk about these gut feelings people talk about intuition and I have no idea how to listen to my gut or listen to my intuition or I feel like Mm. my intuition might tell me the wrong thing sometimes or I think Mm. the biggest thing is I don't know how to trust myself um, Mm. which is an issue that I think a lot of people have whether they admit it or not how did you begin to hone your intuition I think it all started with feeling more in tune with my body like really recognizing where I was feeling things and taking note of that and I think especially in my business I really had to develop it so as a brand designer you know I have clients or potential clients contacting me for projects frequently and unfortunately not all clients are amazing to work with so you do have to start to develop a sense of what's going to be right or even just like taking new directions in your business as well like whether or not that's client work or or like for me developing my own art print collection I really tried to check in with how it was feeling within me and I feel like you do start to recognize when something is good so Like, you know, even when you contacted me for the podcast, I check in like, okay, cool. How's that feeling within me? And you can kind of even just notice what happens in your body. If you're like leaning forward and leaning into it, that's often, you know, yeah, I'm keen for this. If you start to like lean back, maybe like cross your arms, like that's probably a bit more defensive. And yeah, you just start to develop this sense of like, or something might be a little bit scary as well, is that fear in the gut because you know that something's not quite right? Or is that fear in your head because your head's trying to protect you because it is something that is maybe giving you imposter syndrome or making you feel like you're not good enough for it? So kind of just separating the two and going, where is that fear coming from? Where's that bad feeling coming from and it's something that you can practice in so many different areas of your life whether that's business dating friendships like even if a friend's like you want to catch up for coffee and you're like "Mm, just not really feeling it like you can check in with your body if you're not feeling it you can say no and I think a lot of people are realizing that too now coming out of COVID like prioritizing what's actually important to us and what lights us up and makes us feel good I'm definitely not an expert on it or or perfect at it by any means but I think just since I have started my business and since I've been on this journey (laughs) of self-development that it's something that I've definitely been practicing more into my life and honoring as well I think that's the big one is if if your intuition is telling you something but you go against it something's going to happen like you're not going to be punished like ultimately I think we're all supported on our journeys and you're never going to be like punished for making the wrong decision it's just going to work out however it's going to work out but I do think that yeah by honoring the intuition like that's half the step basically you can listen to it but then the next step is actually honoring that and listening to it yeah Yeah. I, I I love that you also mentioned like 
you're you're still not perfect at it and and all of that stuff because I I think that's really nice for people to hear too because sometimes our assumption is that you know we some people have it some people don't and Mm. I think everything in itself is a skill that or something maybe we might have it but we've got to develop it and we've got to work at it and Mm. I'm sure even with all the work you've done if you didn't continue to put in the work you could lose that and get it back just Mm. like when you go to the gym you'll and you stop going you'll lose the muscle and and all of that stuff so I think that's really important for people to keep in mind when when thinking about like oh that couldn't be me you know Um, yeah I I couldn't listen to myself um and all of that stuff so um yeah thank you for saying that I think that's that's super important and you can even start out just by practicing in such small ways, like just in like daily observations and, okay, to bring in like the example of manifestation, I don't know if you're into that a lot. I'm, I'm not massively, but I do believe that like good energy attracts good energy. And so, for example, one thing that I just always have in my head is that I'm always going to have a car park available to me. <laughs> And that's just something so small that you can practice. Like yesterday I had a meeting in Brisbane city. There's never car parks around. I was like, nope, there's going to be a car park for me. And there was one literally at the front of the building and it was a four hour car park and my meeting was for two hours. So I love I- <laughs> it's such a good like practice. It will not for us in Melbourne right now. Cause we yeah, can't no. go anywhere, but that's a yeah. really good tool. Yeah. Or even just calling in like sometimes when it comes to your intuition you know maybe you might think oh I haven't heard from that person for a while and you can just kind of bring that energy around you and then maybe later that day you'll get a message from that person I think like it doesn't have to be massive steps you can just take those small steps with your intuition and and let it unfold that way that has happened to me so many like I'm sure people a lot now like how these things just just happen but we don't pay attention to why or how or I think that's the because we're going so fast paced because we lead these such fast-paced lives even if we feel as though we're not doing so many things we're constantly on whether we're connected to our phones or you know on the computer or whatever we're constantly on and I think the the biggest part about all of these practices all of these things is actually slowing down and taking time to process what is happening or make a decision which has been been one of my biggest like learnings from especially this year and I think we are like a very impatient generation at the Mm. end of the day it's just taking a couple of seconds or a couple of moments to be intentional or to be mindful and think and process what is happening around you which I think is the, the reason the reason I really wanted to have you on the podcast and a mutual friend mentioned you and said you have to get you know Heidi <laughs> on because of the way she runs her business and I was like oh great like how does she run her business what's what's amazing and she goes she runs it by kind of her her cycle so her menstrual cycle so she's really in tune with her body and her health and that's the way she runs her business and I it was such a foreign concept to me because one I've never paid attention to my period and that is so 
bad. Like that is mm. so terrible in so itself. It's so common, right? Mm. Yeah. I, and I didn't realize until I started like getting deeper into it. And I was like, I'm a woman. I should know this stuff. <laughs> you know? Please, I would love to hear more. And I'm sure everyone listening would love to hear more about how you do that and how that kind of yeah. came about. I think like, like you said, like most women, my period was always an inconvenience and I just saw it as, oh, like it's here again. It's frustrating. It's annoying. And you just kind of push it down and try and get on with whatever it is that you're doing. So to backtrack, when I was 16, I went on the pill like most young girls do when they're thinking about becoming sexually active. And it was never quite right for my body. I always had issues. It was like giving me mood swings and then I'd try a different one and I'd get breakthrough bleeding for like a, a whole month, basically. Oh, it, just, it just never was easy for me. So I think I must have been on it for, oh, it must be like eight years or something like that. Yeah, and I, I ended up, um, my last trip that I had to hospital where I, everything kind of fell apart and ended up leaving the police. They didn't really know what was wrong with me. So they just pumped my body full of antibiotics, antiviral meds, just everything under the sun, basically, while they were waiting for test results to come back. And I just had so many drugs in my system. And I was on quite heavy medication for my Crohn's disease as well. So I was on a biologic drug, which is a low-grade chemotherapy. Um, so my body had just been through so much. And then when I got out of hospital, like I just had a huge recovery. So when I was in there, I decided to stop taking the pill. Like I'd forgotten to even take it with me because I was taken by ambulance. So I just didn't even have it. So I just stopped taking it. And then when I got out, I thought I'm not going to start again. My body's just been like put through the ringer. I've got so many drugs in my system. I just want to try and feel a little bit human again. But I didn't really realise there is a lot involved with coming off the pill, especially when you've been on it for so long. And for me, my body was just like going up and down with hormone levels. I broke out with acne on my back, which I'd never had in my life. And yeah, just all of these like weird symptoms that kept popping up. So I started to research a little bit to my natural flow and somehow came across a period coach called Claire Baker and she talks about actually using your period as a superpower like you know we talked about it being an inconvenience but as women like our bodies were designed this way for a reason like we do have these amazing capabilities to make life <laughs> but even if you're not going down that pathway you can use all of these different things as a way to really harness your creativity your your energy throughout your cycle so as women we have a 28 day cycle usually and I just want to preface that that that's like the the kind of normal range and that can go from like 21 to to 36 days or around that area but everyone is completely different so I'll just talk about from my own experience of having a, a 28 day cycle so we have this this energy flow that goes within that 28 days whereas a man's um, energy is 24 hours and unfortunately we live in quite 
a, a man's world and we are expected to operate in that way. So like a corporate job, you are expected to operate nine to five and have the same energy levels of each day. So often, well, for me, working in a corporate job, when I had my period, I'd just pretend that I didn't and try to keep up my energy levels and meet the expectations that were required of me. Um, but in working in my own business and having this freedom and flexibility, I thought, why am I not harnessing this more? Because we go through such a cycle where we do have more energy at times and then lower energy at other times. So there are tasks that we can break up that fit into our cycle so much better and make things so much more productive and better for us as our body, for our bodies. Yeah, it's... It, it was when I first heard about it, it was such a foreign concept to me. Mm. But as soon as I got on the phone with you, it was just like, why, like, why did I not think of this earlier? And I think, yeah. I guess that's a, it's a real, it's a real failure on, on the education around yeah. um, periods and things like that. And I think even like periods is something that a lot of us women are just ashamed of a lot of the time yeah. or embarrassed about and and as you mentioned earlier like we see it as a burden and mm. I think flipping it in saying look we, we know it's not the most amazing thing that happens at times and it can be really horrible for people especially if they're experiencing other things in yeah. in combination with it but if we have it you know, if if we if it's not going anywhere for a while, you know, we may as well kind of flip the script on it and make it really mm. work for us instead of against us. So, I Absolutely. I don't know. I I just really love it, and um, I I want to also mention that when you said you moved from the nine to five, the corporate kind of life, and then you went to work for yourself, in the beginning you were kind of doing what you always did kind of thing you know working that mm. nine to five and I find so many of us as freelancers or have our own business do the exact same thing like mm. um, the difference between being productive and being busy like sometimes we need to just feel like we're doing something and sitting in front of the desk is mm. the way we're kind of conditioned to feel as though we're still working or we're still achieving yeah. and doing things but making it work to your optimal hours is is really, really cool, I think. So how does that work if you're listening to your period or your cycle? Um, yep. Yeah. Okay, so the model that I kind of go by is the seasons. Um, so we can break that down a little bit. And, and like I said, I'm not an expert in this, but this is something that I've taken and adopted in my own life. So I'll just talk about my experience and totally understand that this is not going to be... Um, you know, adaptable for everyone in their own cycles, but this is kind of just the general norm. So um, we start off day one is the very first day of your full juicy red blood flow. Like, so if you just start spotting, that's not your day one yet. It's the first day of the full flow. So from day one to about day five to seven is our winter. So this is the time that we are bleeding. So this is... Um, where we can really retreat from the world and enter our period cave and really honour that rest period. I try to schedule not much at all 
during this time, especially when it comes to like networking events or events where I have to be really switched on or like speaking events and those kind of things. And and if I do, if I am going to be around people, it's people that I can feel myself around. So like my close girlfriends, my family, those kind of people. First day of my period, I really try to take that off from work and not do anything and just completely rest. And I think it's important to note too that like honouring each of these different sections of the cycle is going to then have an effect through the rest of your cycle as well. So if you if I don't take that first day off my period, I often feel it at other points in my cycle mm. or I may feel it further down the track in my next period. So we say that the your period is like your report card from your body. So if you're feeling really stressed and you have things that are going on, you're probably going to have a difficult period that month or have different points in your cycle that are going to be quite difficult, which I'll, I'll touch on a little bit. So after winter, so mine... I only bleed for three days, but I try to honour my winter for seven days because really we, we don't move until spring until that week is up. And I know I've had that issue before where I finished bleeding on day three and I'm like, cool, I'm ready to jump into spring now. I'm ready to get back out into the world. But then I'll feel that later in my cycle because I didn't keep resting for the rest of that week. So when we move into spring, it's about like taking slower steps and coming out into the world. It's not fully coming out into the open yet, but just taking little baby steps like you would see flowers blooming or little baby animals coming into the world, basically. So for me in my business, that's probably when I start to like schedule a few more meetings with clients putting myself out a bit more onto social media as well and probably in a good creation mode as well, whereas my winter is quite an organisational kind of mode Mm. while resting. From about day 12, we're at the peak and we transition into summer. So this is around ovulation coming into, so, so usually about day 12 to day 19 is our summer and we'll ovulate anywhere in that period. It's quite difficult to tell. It's different for everyone. And you can really only know exactly when you're going to ovulate if you're using something like a fertility tracker that actually measures your temperature and your discharge as well that you can um, get tested to, to check for your ovulation time. It's um, very hard to predict those kind of things just with an app, but you can start to notice it in your body as well. Once you become more in tune, like I noticed that maybe like my left or my right ovary might be hurting like as it starts to release an egg or, or not hurting, but just feeling that kind of shift in your body. So once you're coming uh, out of ovulation, then we come into our autumn phase. So this is where we have this shift in hormone levels and they start to drop, getting ready for menstruation again. So in your autumn, that's when things start to slow down more. And we say that the premenstrual woman, like, it's, it's really hard because PMS has quite a stigma around it, that women become crazy and irrational. But I like to think this is actually my favorite part of my cycle because I feel more grounded and I can it's not often that it's a favorite part of the cycle, but I can feel myself becoming more grounded again. I, I find myself quite flighty 
in like my ovulation period and like I find it quite hard to focus and kind of come back down to earth. So when it comes to my autumn, I start to slow down, feel more in control of myself and my thoughts. And um, this is kind of what we call, you become quite blunt, I guess, in a way, like this is where you can have like more difficult conversations or be more truthful with yourself as well about what's going on and what's feeling good and what's not feeling good. And this is also a really good time to start organising for your menstruation coming up as well. So you can start preparing meals and just get everything in order so that you can actually take a little bit of time off and rest during your period. That's kind of the cycles of the different um, seasons broken up from the cycle and how I kind of, so I'll put my menstruation week in my calendar and try not to schedule anything on during that week and then kind of just break up the tasks that I have to do amongst the other three weeks and that might be like when I'm feeling really creative or in the autumn time when it comes to being more organized and getting like my admin kind of jobs done so now it's just kind of become a bit second nature I have I don't really think about it too much anymore and even we'll just say to people oh no sorry I can't do it that week I'll have my period or yep that'll be a great week for me I'll be ovulating around then you kind of forget sometimes that people aren't really used to it like even um I had a guy ask me on a date a while ago and I was like oh no I'll have my period and he was like oh okay (laughs) but you just um I think you kind of just I think the more we talk about it and we become more comfortable with it as women like every woman goes through it and every man is here because of it so I think the more comfortable we become with it the more permission we give ourselves to be able to to honor our cycles I love that so much sense when you explain it and Mm. so I, I I feel it's like I feel sad for my younger self sometimes that it was so embarrassing or um, yeah. you know, I, I think the other issue that kind of comes with it is we also feel a lot of guilt for being low energy or feeling yeah. moody or feeling all of these things. And I mentioned before we started recording how I've been uh, tracking my period through flow and mm. they, uh, which is an, a period tracking app. And, you know, you can have conversations with, with her and she'll tell you like what to expect and things like that. And, mm. and I remember just thinking like, oh, like, it gives you permission for feeling a bit off a day, you know, and yeah. I would never connect that to it's just part of being a woman, you know, it's yeah. we, we run totally differently and it's okay for that to happen. Sometimes we can feel a lot of guilt for not being so high energy or feeling a bit mm. off or all of these things. So once you kind of understand why, I think it's so empowering mm. and for anyone that might be listening and, and still even the word period kind of gets them a bit Mm. the biggest thing that I think helped me was starting to follow accounts that spoke openly about periods and seeing that on my newsfeed quite often really like kind of broke the stigma a lot for me and I was like Mm. oh like they're actually really cool 
you know yeah yeah so yeah. how how have you because you do a lot of of amazing kind of content and videos and really talk openly ab- about a lot of the work you do and you said do a lot of of work for empowering women what does that look like I think it kind of came naturally just because I I do work with female brands and 98% of my art buyers are, are female. I think I've, I've had four male buyers <laughs> <laughs> throughout my um, my history of selling my pieces. So I think it just kind of came naturally with the women empowerment message and with me also sharing my own stories because I am quite open on my social media. I'm such an oversharer, but I love it. <laughs> I feel like it can really c- create some beautiful connections on social media and like people just reaching out to you and asking questions and those kind of things. Yeah, so it just kind of happened naturally. Like I was sharing about me going to Claire Baker's workshop and learning about these different things. But I'll also just include it in my updates. Like if I'm doing stories and what's happening I'll be like yep I'm on day 14 of my cycle feeling really good I'm in the middle of my summer probably ovulating right now and then also on the flip side like my period was late this month so like I told everyone on my social media because I I know that it's probably because I've been quite stressed this month so it's five days late and like I said it's the report card of your body so my body is probably telling me to slow down at the moment and everything that's going on is manifesting in that. I think just sharing and being open about it and it's just opened up so many doors and possibilities for me as well. So not just like connections with people on Instagram, but it also brings lots of clients my way that are the kind of clients that are a good fit for me and the kind of work that I do. So I've designed packaging for a tampon company and I've worked with so many uh, different brands that are in the women's empowerment space because it is what I talk about and what I believe in so the kind of our audience that I have are naturally the kind that my clients are wanting to reach as well so it's all just tied itself up in a big beautiful package. We're running out of time but I really Mm. want to touch on how it's impacted your business because yeah We've spoken about all the body stuff. I am so fascinated by that. And I think I'm at a point now when I've, where I've realized that sometimes that stuff is a lot more important than the stuff that we think is important, which is like these career accolades and, and all of these kind of things. Mm. But what we don't, what's not often, what people often don't realize is that by getting in tune with all of these things, by understanding your body and, and your cycle and letting yourself be, you end up doing so much better work and being mm. presented so many so many better opportunities and like you mentioned before working with the right people you know and trusting that they will kind of come or you will find them and and all of that kind of stuff so how is it how has it shaped i guess the trajectory of your business prioritizing your own health and putting yourself first is going to have an impact on so many different areas of your business like and and like I said I'm not perfect at this a lot of the time um unfortunately business does come first because that's just the way it is and I do love it but by prioritizing our health and and putting these systems and things into place 
is ultimately going to make the business more successful. Like even just putting systems in place for like my client work, my brand process is eight weeks and three weeks of that is just me actually creating the brand itself. And a lot of people say that's quite a a long timeline and people want things turned around more quickly. But in order to be creative, I need to honour my body and honour when that creative process is going to happen as well. I can't just be expected to be creative and be on all of the time. Mm. So ultimately by resting and honouring my body, that creation is so much more is, is so much easier and comes with more flow and it ultimately is going to produce better work for me, for my clients and um, also my art print collections and ultimately make my business more successful in the long run. I think mm. we don't honour the power of off enough. Like if you actually take some time off, it's quite amazing what can come to you. Like I had one day off the other week. I've been really bad this month because I have an art print collection coming out on October 30. So it's been go, go, go lately. And I did take one day off. And within that day, I had so many orders come through. I had someone email me, contacting me to be a guest speaker at an event. I had some free money come my way. (laughs) It was like a referral that I had done. So then the person sent me back some money for it. Just all of these things had happened in one day just because I took that day off. I'm not saying it happened just because I took that day off. But it's funny that it works out like that. When you actually honour your body and take the time to rest, I feel like that's, that's when we open ourselves up for good energy to come our way. It's such a counterintuitive approach to like, Mm. you know, success and business and all of that stuff. But when you think about it, you think you see all these people burn out and you see, um, you Mm -hmm. know, all of these things popping up a lot more, like the rate of anxiety that's going up um, among people our age and stuff like that. It's just you have to think that there's, you know, there's there's a better way to do things. And Mm. I, I think this is you know, you're onto something here, right? (laughs) I love it. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Thank you so much for, for sharing all of that. And I'm, I'm so excited. I, I'll put all of the links to all of your socials below because people really need to check out your page and, and follow along with, with the work you do and the information you put out and your oversharing as you put it. But I think it's so awesome because we need more of that around. We're Thank getting you. towards the end now and I have three questions that I ask all of my guests at the end of the episode. So the first question I have for you is, what is the first small step you took to get to where you are right now? Yeah, so I listened to you asking this question and I was like, I should probably come up with an answer and then I forgot to. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. I love putting people on the side. <laughs> the first small step. Oh, it's such a series of steps, so it's so hard to... Probably going back to study design. So, um, or maybe before that, I don't know, I went travelling for a while um, when I was working at the police. I travelled all around the States, because I think, because I just had that feeling of something was missing. So going overseas kind of opened my eyes up a lot and made me really think about what it was I wanted out of my life. 
And then my family sold their cattle station, which was like a massive part of my life growing up and was quite sad to see it go. So I went and visited it out there for the last time. And again, just made me think what it was that I wanted out of my life after this was leaving. It was like my little escape area to go to. Had no reception, no internet or anything. Um, And at the time I was reading a magazine called The Collective Hub and they had an issue that was about starting entrepreneurship. Um, That kind of planted a bit of a seed in my head and that's when I decided to go back and study design yeah so that's probably the first step the next question I have for you is what is your biggest millennial crisis right now and I define a millennial crisis as a privilege problem that consciously or subconsciously affects your mental health or well-being at the moment that's such a hard one I know I've just had this big like trying to tell everyone to rest (laughs) but this month for me is is really big like I said with my art print collection coming up at the end of this month and I have a to-do list that's a gazillion pages long but I I I really try to take a step back and honor how far I've come you know like having launched only my first art print collection in May and how many sales I've made from that and how many people that have reached out to me saying that they loved it or or, or felt touched by it so yeah I think I uh, that's probably like my crisis I get caught up in not having enough time but when I step back like I always make it work and I need to recognize like the amazing work and the amazing impact that comes from it I love yeah. that. That's a good one. Um, yeah. And and I, it's it's. I think it's really it's like it just shows that like no, we can say these things, but we can always fall back into these traps Absolutely. all the time. Absolutely. You know, nothing yeah. nothing is ever perfect. And I, I I'm really starting to like imperfection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's well, humanizing, human. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Final question I have for you is what is one thing you still want to explore or are curious about? Definitely travel, which is <laughs> a little bit redundant at the moment. I was hoping to go to Africa next year. I was going to go on a safari and do the gorilla trek. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. And I ended up investing that money back into my business anyway, because I thought that's not going to happen. But otherwise, I, I just want to continue exploring that self-development like I see my therapist once a week I'm doing a lot of reading especially around things like money mindset uh yeah and I'm reading a book at the moment this one wild and precious life which is about like connecting back into nature and hiking so I've been doing more hiking at the moment yeah so I think that's that's always important for me to continue my self-development where I feel like we're never going to be complete and that can be exhausting when we think about it like that but it's also really cool that we continue to develop and make ourselves better people for sure I love that and and I couldn't agree more what an awesome thing to continue wanting to explore yeah and you have a challenge for everyone Mm. this week which I think is a really awesome and interesting one and one I think I'm definitely going to struggle with yeah so what is your challenge for everyone 
I'd like to set the task for every woman who's listening to take the first day of their period off when it comes up next or to or to schedule a time when you can I think and and notice if that makes a difference for you as well and if you can't schedule a full day off like I totally understand that that's not possible for a lot of people especially like mums or people in a full-time job so um I would encourage them just to take if they can 10 minutes to sit down ground themselves and you can kind of do a bit of a visualization where you can imagine that your room space has been pulled down to the earth and feel yourself connect back in with your body so even if you can't take that full day off just try taking that 10 minutes for yourself and honor what is happening in your body and the magic that comes from it and not seeing it as such an inconvenience or or burden in your life awesome I love that that is that is really cool and I'm excited to to do it when that rolls around (laughs) yeah and for the men listening maybe it's just like supporting the women in 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 your life who who may be bleeding even if it's like cooking a meal for them allowing them to to take that 10 minutes to get off their feet and have a bit of a rest or even for yourself just to check in with your own body and listen to what's happening and how your 24-hour cycle is going like are you feeling like you've taken enough rest during the day to continue to be on um, for the rest of that 24 hours awesome I love it really cool thank you so much for coming on the podcast I've loved listening to to you talk today and all of the things that you're doing I can't wait to see the new collection and what is to come for you next thank you so much Demi how awesome was that combo thank you so much for listening and making it this far I hope this opened your eyes up a lot. I know it did for me and I've linked the Flow app, which is the period tracking app I mentioned in the conversation. If you want to check that out, I found it really cool to take note and learn more about periods and my cycle. I know it can be a bit much for people, but I just think taking that first step, this is a great small step to take. Heidi has just also dropped her latest art collection and it's honestly stunning. She's been kind enough to send me one of her pieces and I am obsessed. She was also a superstar and has given me a code for you guys if you would like to purchase any of her work. All the links are in the show notes and if you use the code CRISIS, you will get $20 off at checkout. So so give that a look if you love artwork. The collection is amazing. As always, if you do this week's challenge, please let us know. Message me, message Heidi or tag us in this week's challenge. We would love to chat further with you about that. That is all for this week. Thanks again for listening and I will chat to you again next week. Bye.